Hello. Hey. And welcome. Hello. To two girls, one ghost. Two girls, one ghost. This episode of Two Girls, One Ghost. Whoa, I almost forgot the name of our podcast for a second. <laughs> I stumbled over that. This episode of Two Girls, One Ghost is sponsored by Third Love and Hungry Root. And we are your ghostesses. That is Corinne. Hello. And I am Sabrina. Oh, and also, if you guys haven't gone to our social media at all today, you should, or I guess we'll just tell you right here, that Sabrina and I were guests. We were invited on to the podcast, The Most Haunted City on Earth podcast with Maddie and Chris. I'm sure anyone who's been on TikTok, if you're into the creepy stuff, which assuming you are because yeah. you're here, you've seen their TikToks. And we were so excited to it go on so and hang out with them. It was so much fun. The episode comes out or came out today. So go head over to their channel to, to listen to it. We talk all about the superstition mountains and the cryptids that lurk. Those, the uh, sacred land or the feared land that is the superstition mountains. And uh, of course, we talk a lot about the hidden treasure. The hidden treasure, the ill-gotten booty. And then I don't know why I was suddenly Irish. <laughs> Oh, so we stayed after we recorded the episode with them and recorded basically another episode that was more of us like shooting the shit and that's on Patreon and holy crap, they are so... Uh, They have so many experiences. They're such subject matter experts too. So we were joking. We were like, okay, on our podcast, we always say like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And now it's like we have the lifeline, which Which is is them. them to say, what do you know about this? To to clarify, it is on their Patreon to listen oh, to. Yes. Yeah. The Most Haunted City on Earth podcast. Check them out. And Corinne, will you show the people? They all want to see what this beautiful uh, blanket is. Your oh, face. I feel like I've sh- I you, showed it before. Did you? You may have. Ghost blanket. The double-sided. Actually, you know what? I'm like fully dressed by my friend Nikita right now because Nikita bought me this blanket. And then Nikita also bought me this sweatshirt. Wow. It's a Skims like teddy fleece snap up. It's so comfortable. I love Skims. Yeah, that's hilarious. My favorite. Thanks, Nikita. My favorite bra (laughs) is from Skims. Uh, I want to try all of their stuff. This is my first Skims item. I need to get their shapewear for um, the following year. Because, or I guess this year, because I need it for for various events. Oh, I was like, why? I was like, why next year? What do you? If this year? Okay. No, no, no. I mean this Got year. Got it. I was like, wedding. Are you wedding guest? Trying to hide a life. baby? Like, what's happening? A baby of sorts. It's a peanut oh. butter baby. It's a chocolate baby. It is a. You know what? The thing is, it's like I don't eat the quantity wise. The amount of food consumed is not huge, but I just freaking love peanut butter so much that I think my calorie intake is really high because I take down peanut butter and maple syrup every day. Lots of it. Those, But those are delicious. I don't blame you. In college, so good. I was so- I'm unwilling to compromise. In college, I was on such a budget that I would go to our little like market and buy a mm-hmm. jar of Jiffy peanut butter and truly just eat spoonfuls of it during the day. And it brought me so much joy because it was so good. It's so good, isn't it? It's so good. Also, that's what you would do every day in college. I would, Corinne. I have you to blame for this. So a couple months Uh ago, (laughs) you sent me a package of like twenty packs of Twizzlers, and yeah, I, I, I will say, like, I was on a two-year pretty much like cleanse of sugar. I was not eating sugar 
I like would have it occasionally, but it was just like a very small amount. (laughs) I was very, you know, healthy about it. And this is probably because of the the therapies I've been doing and just like the way that my body is processing things. But I have just fully dived, dove in, dived back into my sugar eating. And your Twizzlers, I think, are responsible for it because it's just (laughs) there and there are packs and packs and packs of it. And I'm just devouring them. I'm like, okay, just one more. And then the next thing I know, the whole pack is gone and I'm just living, breathing like my sweat is pure Twizzler sugar. Well, okay. Well, in my defense, you had a big tangent about how much you loved these particular Twizzlers. And I wrote it down because I was like, I'm not going to let Sabrina go the rest of her life without ever being gifted the Twizzlers that she so clearly loves. And so I wrote it down and I wrote down the one flavor that you said. And then I was shopping and I, I wanted them to get to you quickly. And so I ordered them on Amazon and Amazon doesn't let you d- just buy one pack. And I wanted to give you flavor variation too. Yep. So I did send you a lot. Yep. Yep. And um, sorry. I'm grateful. But, but I'm not sorry. Yeah, no. It's clearly my body wants it, but I've started to wake up and and I'm sure you've experienced this or other people have experienced this. When you start eating unhealthy and you wake up in the morning and you just like kind of have a sugar hangover. Mm-hmm. I've been mm-hmm. waking up with that. And, and then it, you have to have more sugar to get rid of the hangover. It's a <laughs> yeah, sugar addiction. It's, it's an addiction. But I made a vow or I made a commitment is what we call it in um, in one of my ACT therapy groups that I would not eat sugar for seven days. Seven days. Mm. So seven days. starting yesterday. Oh, okay. Yesterday. I cold turkeyed. Day two? This is cold. day two. Rip the Band-Aid. Really? I feel like you can do this. I feel like you're really good at doing things that you set your mind to. Yes. <laughs> is that you disagreeing but trying to accept the compliment? That is, Looking around. That yes. is me today <laughs> ordering a – okay, this is like this uh, – sweet laurel is technically refined sugar-free, so it doesn't count. So I ordered a little piece of cake from <laughs> – Oh, day two, Sabrina. But it's sugar-free, so it's technically allowed. Can you tell me what counts as refined sugar? I need to learn this. So like what does sweet laurel have that is sugary? Is it just like honey and maple syrup or something like that? It's just maple syrup. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so there it's – or like coconut sugar, does that count? Coconut sugar counts as – Okay. On the good – On the good side. Refined sugar good and evil sugar, yeah. Good sugar and evil sugar. Yes. Also, hi, Mm. this is an Encounters episode. Yeah, we'll get to ghost stories right now. (laughs) Do you want to go first? (laughs) Oh, I went first last time. Did you? Oh, well, okay, we have a theme. We have a theme for this one. We do. It's Goodwill. It's Goodwill, which I'm excited about because I feel like we've talked so much about thrifting and how haunted antiques and objects Uh, what (laughs) what i read it like goodwill like we're like good acts of service (laughs) so i picked stories of spirits that had goodwill okay wait (laughs) no wait serena i cannot I love it, but I also can't believe that this happened to us because we are almost always in – we're always in sync. Always. Right? Like, we don't even pick a theme and end up with themed episodes. And I can't believe the one time we, like, tried to pick a theme. It also we is – misin- Or I misinterpreted it. It also shocks me because you love thrifting and antiques and good – and I feel like we've talked about Goodwill and buying haunted objects from Goodwill. Ah! 
But I also, oh, I'm mad it, at myself. But it also makes sense that you did good space will like goodwilled ghosts because you often look for more of the positive. Although recently yeah. you've been dabbling in the darkness. And I think my where I went wrong was that we were like, oh, should we do goodwill? And then we were also like, or should we do premonitions? And so I think in my mind, I just chose good space will because it was closer to premonitions versus like goodwill the store <laughs> mm-hmm. and haunted artifacts. But now I'm a little bit upset because, but, I mean, this, this is going to be fun. It it's is. Good, two types of goodwill. But yes. I'm also like, shoot, I would love to have picked even more stories to read or thrifted hauntings. Okay, well, we'll, I will say, though, this is – okay, two things. One, we can do another episode where we switch. And then two, who's to say <laughs> who's to say that you did the wrong thing? Maybe I did the wrong thing. No, because you wrote it down in our Excel, so it was from <laughs> your brain. It was my misinterpretation. <laughs> or was this – this might have also been picked by a Patreon member, and I don't remember. I think it was, actually. I think you're right. Sorry, we didn't write your name down. Somebody asked for this, and you're going to get 50% of what you asked for. Yes, yes. Well, Do you want to go first? I <laughs> can go first. ghost? Sure. This is from our listener, Gray, and it is called My Music Box. Hey girls, it's me, Gray. I have a really recent story, and this is back from 2019, so not so recent anymore. Maybe a month ago, I moved and got a music box from a local thrift store because I wanted stuff for my room. And when I saw it, I felt very drawn to it. And when I picked it up, I felt an energy that was very comforting and almost playful, and the music box is old and broken. And so if it moves, it will play a note or two and If I make it play music, it will go on for a very, very long time. But last night, I got a massive scare from it, and now I'm terrified of my house. Oh, no. I was on my phone scrolling through Twitter at around 11.50 p.m. when all of a sudden, I hear the song the music box plays. I immediately feel an overwhelming energy that was intimidating, and at the same time, I felt an energy that was calming. So I laid in my bed, huddled close to myself, headphones in so that I could not hear the music box, and closed my eyes. And all of a sudden, I feel and picture a hand moving quietly towards my throat. Not only did I picture it, I then felt a cold hand grab my throat, and I throw my blanket over my head and turn the music on my headphones up louder, and finally am able to say, no, your presence isn't welcome here. Please leave. And the music I need to know what the music was, because the soundtrack changes how this experience is is felt, right? Like, yeah, if it's some creepy, like, ding, 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 and you're being grabbed, that is so scary. But if it's like, I don't know, I mean, Shakira, you're being grabbed, and it's like, la, 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 la. Are there music boxes that play Shakira? I don't know. I think I think you can picture the traditional music box like creepiness. Yeah, which is all in minor key, but it's yes. So when something is grabbing at your throat and this music is playing, it's bad vibes. Okay, okay, (laughs) okay. So Gray says your presence is not welcome here. Please leave. 
And the music box stopped and the comforting energy left and the intimidating energy got worse. I grabbed my stuffed animal, a puppy that my cousin had got me for Christmas, and I held it close to me. And all of a sudden, I felt an overwhelming calmness and I was able to look around and didn't see anything. But my room was lighter and more normal. And I don't have any lights in my room, only the lights from outside my window. And I felt a childish and calming energy and was able to fall back to sleep. I like hmm. to think that a kid spirit wanted to play with the music box and the other toys I have on that shelf and that they realized I was scared and were able to overpower the dark energy that was in the room. I also live next to an extremely busy street, so I'm going to do some research about the house and the street. Um, here is a photo of the music box, gray. So I'll show you the music box. Oh, wow. It is beautiful. Ooh, it's got the mirror in the back and a little, like, a little mirror pony. behind the pony carousel ride it looks like a cake doesn't it it does it does look like a cake a little fondant cake and it really feels like gray has in this experience specifically there are two spirits that are battling over control in the room i am glad that the good energy did win but there was a moment Mm -hmm. when gray told the spirit it was not welcome there that the good spirit and the calming energy completely disappeared and the negative one almost became stronger right so did bo- I'm curious, like, are both of these spirits attached to this box or was the child always residing in Gray's home and then the darkness came with the music box and and the child just happened to be curious and make its presence known in that moment? I don't know. I don't know either. Ooh. But Ooh. imagine getting a, one music box and two hauntings from it. I At least there's a positive one. I guess the follow-up questions we would have to ask gray is were there spirits in this home before or it's hard to know because it sounds like gray had just moved into this home so Mm -hmm. did the music box bring both spirits or did the house already have both spirits or did uh, who knows it's it's hard to know for sure yeah yeah and it's also like you never know in regular life what could flood someone with memories or bring back a traumatic experience. And so I feel like the same could be said for ghosts, right? So Mm -hmm. if these two spirits, a child and and what we think to be a darker entity are both living in this house that Gray moves into and Gray brings this old music box, could this music box remind one of the spirits so much of like a horrible time of their life? Or like, what if they were murdered by the (gasps) manufacturer of this exact music box? And so they're just like, no! And what should have just been a regular spirit just floating about is suddenly enraged at the sight of this artifact. Honestly. It's nothing to do with the thrift store. And entirely to do with just the pairing if that such a specific coincidence were to occur i get it right i get which i feel like the something like this must have happened before because i don't know if i believe that all artifacts brought into homes that are said to be haunted are haunted they might just be provoking the energy that already exists dormantly in in the house it's a trigger and bringing something else out. It's a trigger. Can I also say that it's we dress to match our couches? I think we are becoming our couches. <laughs> Whoa. We totally are. <laughs> that we is are hilarious. chameleons. This is only our fourth episode <laughs> recording on the couch and we've already become, we've the, become couch. the couch. 
That is super You funny. all didn't realize <laughs> that between recordings, we don't even leave this spot. We just slowly are being absorbed by our couches. I'm going to go dye my hair the exact same color as this. So the <laughs> next time we record, it's just, <laughs> where's Corinne? Just I'm a ghost. moving mouth. <laughs> all right. I have a story, and this is from Tyler. It's called Magic Show in a Mausoleum. Oh. And a Helpful Ghost. Good-willed ghost. Good will. <laughs> That's so funny. When you were like thrifting, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I did not do this assignment right. Panic. Oh, gosh. Okay. I've been screwing up a lot recently. This year has been not my You're not, not screwing my up, Corinne. I, I very well maybe screw it up. Like, you know, we, we'll have to find out who suggested this to us and, and get down to what they really they intended. They screwed up. <laughs> they, oh. they didn't oops i just kicked my computer sorry the anger <laughs> okay all right okay back to it folks hi ghostesses my local cemetery was having a spooky fundraiser in which proceeds went to a graveyard restoration i immediately bought a ticket for me and my friend without inspecting the details because the fundraiser included a magic show and a Fun. death by chocolate buffet <laughs> That is a good day. I want to go. So I was very excited. <laughs> Holy crap, I would be too. That's amazing. As you were talking about My chocolate and, I, and peanut butter. I know. I know. And not to go on, on a tangent like we always do, but um, there, I really want to go to Foam Brewery in Burlington, Vermont. Now it's a brewery I've been to so many times before, but both my parents and my brother went separately while I was home at Christmas. I don't know why I didn't get to go or why I wasn't invited, but I wasn't. <laughs> and, Rude. uh, there, both of them, all of them saw a magician and there's a magician now that is like hired by foam and goes around and does amazing magic at all of the tables. So, so cool. Have you been to Magic in Castle area. in LA? No, I've driven by it a thousand times, but I've, I've never known a magician. I've never been invited. I want to go so bad. Me too. All right. Next time Maybe you come out here. someone will be able to get us in. I have an in. Next time you're out here. You, oh. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. I want to go. Let's okay. see some magic. Whoa. I'm slurring my words. <clears throat> now, every time I look at us, I feel like we're just floating heads. <laughs> I can't get, I can't get, I can't unsee it. <laughs> kind of are. My head is looking exceptionally large right now, and only parts of my hair are forward, so it's reminding me a little bit of like a jellyfish moment, too. <laughs> Given jelly vibes. Jelly. To go with my peanut butter that I'll I have I was going to say, your, your color is a bit <laughs> peanut butter, and... Oh, my God. You are what you eat. I'm becoming it. <laughs> okay. Everything is peanut Magic. butter. Magic. Okay. Tyler's super excited. There's magic, graveyard restoration, uh, and a chocolate buffet. My friend and I followed Google Maps on the phone and noticed that it took us to this giant building 10 minutes outside of the graveyard. We had never been there before and figured maybe it was cemetery headquarters, if that's a thing, <laughs> or where they held viewings, maybe. Hmm. We had been hoping that the magic show would be among the tombstones, but realized now that it was probably... Uh, not very practical or ethical. <laughs> because we were running late, we quickly checked in and found our seats in the back. It was beautiful and all marble and very dark inside. We were situated in the middle of a small corridor with two dark, long hallways on both sides. The magicians were okay, but we noticed they kept referencing this famous magician, Thurston, 
and how incredible it was to perform with him buried just around the corner. Oh. We assumed they meant around the corner, as in 10 minutes down the road. <laughs> but when one of them pointed down the hallway in the opposite direction of the cemetery, me and my friend followed his finger and saw that there were names carved into the walls. We quickly turned and looked at each other and realized simultaneously that we were sitting in the middle of a giant mausoleum with bodies on all sides. I love that it took that amount of time to figure that out. (laughs) (laughs) My friend immediately became overcome with the case of very loud, nervous laughter. (laughs) After the show, we got to wander around both floors of the dimly lit mausoleum while eating chocolate mousse. Oh my god. This is the greatest event. I know. Can our next live show be this? I was just thinking that. Like everybody gets a chocolate mousse cup. (laughs) We all eat chocolate mousse and talk about the dead. It has a super interesting history and I learned it was a community mausoleum built in the 1920s as opposed to traditional mausoleums which are built by individual families for their own occupancy. A community mausoleum offers crypts in an already constructed building that could be purchased individually. It was very strange and very cool, but I felt a little rude eating chocolate in front of the deceased. (laughs) The coolest part by far was when we went into one of the small rooms to read the names and dates. I asked my friend to take a picture of me to show my husband the situation that we found ourselves in. As soon as she was getting ready to take the picture, I said, Oh, shoot, it's probably too dark to even see anything. And the light bulb instantly got brighter and stayed that way. My friend captured my shocked face in a series of funny photos, and I began to quickly eat my chocolate mousse out of nerves. I kept thinking, yikes, I hope there isn't poison in this chocolate and that the magicians aren't secretly serial killers and are going to make our bodies disappear into one of those crypts forever. (laughs) See you on the other side. Thank you for all that you do and for keeping me entertained at work. Love, Tyler. Tyler, I love the intrusive thoughts. Um, I know. I totally hear those. And yes, that would be a good way to dispose of the bodies is do a show at a cemetery. And then, oh, no, that fresh grave is suddenly filled. Uh Uh-oh. I mean, the mausoleum looks amazing. He sent a picture. And then Tyler also sent a picture where he's also wearing a coat that looks just like mine. I won't show the picture of him for, for privacy's sake. But the picture that he said his friend captured of his shocked expression while the light brightens, he's literally holding his chocolate mousse cup, hand over heart, looking up going, (gasps) I need to see it. Let me see. Okay. Uh, Downloading. So it's like you don't always capture paranormal activity on camera, but you can capture people's reactions to witnessing paranormal activity. Wait, Tyler's coat is beautiful. Right? It's really nice. Nice little teddy bear trench. But yeah, I mean, this is, I love this whole event. I love that there's magicians. I love that there's chocolate. I love that you're in this beautiful community crypt. Yes. But I especially love that people here, obviously Tyler had some concerns about the ethical side of of the event and just also teasing the spirits by eating chocolate around them. But clearly the spirits are just happy to have them there and are are entertained by the whole event and by everybody. So much so that when it's too dark to get the photo that you want to show your husband, the spirits light up the light bulbs and keep the room nice and bright so you can get that pic. I also will say I I feel like cemeteries are so somber 
that I'm sure that if there are spirits there, they're like, let's lighten up the mood a little bit, you know? And so they were really excited by this lively chocolate filled party party that was happening. I mean, magic ghosts get to watch the magic. Like how often do they get to do that? Like I think about it. What an afterlife. At the Forever Hollywood Forever Cemetery, I love mm-hmm. that they have these movie nights because the spirits get to watch movies. I know. That is great. That was on my bucket list while I lived out in LA and I never got to do it. Okay. Well, let's add that to our list when you come back here and we go to Magic okay. Castle and then also do a movie at the cemetery. Perfect. <gasps> what if we do a live show at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery? That would be sick. That would be sick. Let's do it. Wait. I mean, it's equipped, so... Oh, wait, you're right. Okay, okay. We've, we're going to send an email after this. We'll right see if it goes this. anywhere. Oh my gosh, <laughs> right this is such this. a good idea. That that is a we good never idea. thought of it. I hope something comes of it. Okay, going back to Goodwill slash thrifting, this is a story. <laughs> this is a story from a listener, Mandy, and it is called Phantom Cries, Haunted Furniture, Protective Spirits, and trickster poltergeist. Oh, this is like a bridging between the two that we Ooh. because protective spirits. Okay. Yes, there we go. Hello. Spirits with goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my beautiful ghostesses. I have just recently started listening and watching your podcast. When I say recently, I mean yesterday, which was September 26th. <laughs> I've devoured no less than a dozen episodes, and I absolutely love what y'all do. I love that Mandy consumed 12 hours, 12 plus hours of our podcast in one day. I know. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's that's way more than 12 hours. Depends on 12 episodes? what episodes. Because I feel oh, like yeah, our earlier right, ones right. were an hour. We have some shorter ones. And now we just talk and talk and talk and you can't get us to shut up. And for some reason, people play don't want us to. Play us on two times speed. Yeah. You'll get through it faster. <laughs> or play us on half speed for a good laugh. for a drunken good time (laughs) my name is mandy and i live in rural northeast missouri i have been privy to paranormal happenings as long as my memory can reach back and even before then apparently in my baby book it is stated that the first thing i was afraid of at the age of two was the little boy that cried in my room it is a gift that i come by honestly My mother is also super sensitive to spirits, as you will soon learn as I tell you the story of our home. Some of these are my personal experiences, and some are hers and are being shared with her permission. With that being said, every single home I have ever lived in has been haunted. Or perhaps, Mandy, you and your family are haunted haunted. and (laughs) bring the spirits or welcome them. Spoiler, it's you. (laughs) It's you, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. That's so off tune. See, this is a thing. I can hear it. I can hear it in my head, but it just does not connect to the rest of my body when I say it. Oh, is it the Taylor Swift song? Yeah. See, you didn't even know what I was singing because it it's was so a, bad. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Thank you. Well, I didn't sing it well either. Better than okay, what I yes. did. I think you just missed the high and no. then otherwise oh, I, you I, were perfect. <laughs> the words were fine. The the singing was not. <laughs> okay. The stories I'm about to tell took place in my teenage home that my parents still currently occupy. We took possession of this home somewhere around 2004. I like the, the word choice there. It is a two-story brick home built in the late 1800s in sleepy little Mississippi River Town. Or if you listen to um, Encounters 162, Mrs. Pissy. (laughs) 
From the moment we moved into the house, we knew we shared it with its previous occupants. At first, it was just the little things. My mom collected glasses and proudly had them displayed on top of our kitchen cabinets. One evening, we were sitting in the living room and heard a loud crash. My mom and I quickly hopped off the couch and made our way to the source of the noise. In the kitchen, we found out what happened. One of my mom's favorite glasses was sitting upright, completely unharmed, on top of our flat top stove. The stove was shattered all around this glass. After that activity, oh, dear. after that, the activity became almost constant. My little brother's toys would disappear and move around the house. We would hear footsteps nightly. Sometimes when I rounded the top of the stairs and had my back to my mom's alcove door, I would fill with dread and have the urge to run the rest of the way to my room. And on many occasions, that is what I did. One of the most terrifying memories I have from that house, though, took place when I was about 16 years old. I had just completed a weekend assignment called Baby Think It Over. It's a program that sends teenagers home with a fake baby. This is so fun. And it simulates what it is like to have a newborn. An excellent form of birth control. (laughs) This thing kept me up constantly, crying at all hours of the night all weekend. It was Monday and I was super excited to get a night of completely uninterrupted sleep. So I snuggled into my blankets and before I knew it, I was fast asleep. But I woke up, heart pounding, to the sound of a crying baby at 2 a.m. I jumped up and turned on my light as I looked frantically around the room for my homework assignment when I realized I didn't have that baby anymore. As the realization set in, the crying stopped. I walked over to my bedroom door and cracked it open and peered into the hallway, light from behind me setting it aglow. As I did this, so did my mom. Our eyes met each other and we said, did you hear that baby too? Confirming that I was not crazy. Needless to say, I got very little sleep that night. My mom's creepiest story tops mine. When we were decorating the home, we often looked for antiques. My mom wanted to stay true to the home's original feel as as much as possible. I feel like I said hospital. We found this absolutely gorgeous floral wing-backed chair that matched her room perfectly. Upon getting it home, my mom took rearranging her bedroom to accommodate for the chair. The first place she put it was in the corner next to her bed. She immediately began shaking her head and said, No, I don't like the way that this feels. I can't put the chair in the corner. Something feels off about it. So she relocated it to another corner of the room And it sat pretty happily there for a few years. One time while I was at school, she rearranged her bedroom. And as you guessed, that chair was moved into the corner by her bed. I brought it up and how she said that it shouldn't be in the corner. And she said, I don't feel that way now. I'm sure it will be fine. That night, she went to sleep and had a dream that she was sleeping with her back to the chair and that there was a woman with long, dark hair sitting there trying to talk to her. She said that the voice sounded as if she was talking softly with a hand over her mouth so she couldn't understand her like this. That's really scary. Was it her hand over her mouth or someone else's hand over her mouth? Well. Is she being quieted? My mom, not able to hear this spirit, said, come closer. I can't hear you. No, mom. This girl slid down onto her knees next to the bed and continued to try to speak. My mom said the sound of her talking got louder, but no more clear. So she kept saying, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. What? I can't hear you. 
And then she woke up screaming the phrase, I can't hear you. And she rolled over to face the chair and put her hand directly into the mouth of this ghost girl. (gasps) What? What? Whoa! No! Wait, what? She went, uh, what? No! (laughs) I can't. Was the girl laying there? Was she sitting still on the side of the bed? I think on the side of the bed, like kneeling beside the bed. Uh, oh, I, this is going to give me nightmares for the rest of time. My mom let out a scream. I can't even imagine experiencing it. And the spirit was gone. This, this is so, it's one, none of this experience was a dream, clearly. Like clearly Mandy's mom was fully interacting with the spirit yeah. and to turn over and put, I'm curious, did it feel wet and like like a mouth or did it, mm. was it like just seeing it? These are important questions. Yes. And also, I feel for this poor ghost girl, right? Like she's trying desperately to get a yeah. message out and she's she's clearly got the attention of this woman and is trying so hard. And the woman's like, yes, you can do it. Like speak. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. And then suddenly the woman shoves her fist in her mouth and starts screaming. Like that's so startling from the perspective perspective of the ghost too, right? Like <laughs> you were just I, trying to tell her something. And it's so curious that the spirit didn't try to communicate any other time. Like why did it have to be next to the bed to communicate? Or what was it about being next to the bed that want, made the spirit want to communicate? Mm, yeah. Anyway, Mandy says, over the years, the ghosts in my family have gotten along a lot better. The ghost that was responsible for the stove and the toys we found out was a little boy who we lovingly call Abraham because it just feels right. I started leaving things Mm -hmm. out specifically for him to play with and would take time to read him a children's book a few nights a week. And he stopped slamming doors and breaking things. That's so sweet. Oh, that's such a smart move, too. I feel like anybody who thinks that they have a child in their house, like, this is a great tactic to make them feel, yeah, cared for and entertained, but then also not provoking negative entities. Like, it's it's such a benign way to basically communicate with a children's spirit. And you could probably also just put on, like, a TV show or or put on, like, an audible children's book or – doesn't Alexa have stories that it reads out loud? So – you can, I think so. There's so many ways to entertain and stimulate the minds of children ghosts. Mm-hmm. De- you have to work on development. It's very important it's very for important. a child ghost's brain. Yes. That's what they say. The original they builders. Is <laughs> they is us. Scientists. Fact finders. <laughs> We're scientists. <laughs> Couch potato scientists. <laughs> well, okay. So you said I'm dressed as peanut butter, but you're pretty much dressed as sugar. You're like the color of sugar. <laughs> Specifically like coconut sugar. Yeah. We really are what we eat. <laughs> wow. Okay. I've become sugar. The Okay. Mandy says the original builders of the home who still occupy the house as ghosts have also helped save my mom massive amounts of money in general because they help upkeep things. Most recently, the wall that is at the back of the house sits against a hill. My parents were in the process of remodeling the kitchen when they pulled up the old subfloor to replace it. They found that there was a lake underneath. A contractor Mm. came in and gave a several thousand dollar quote to dig a drain outside to help with the hill runoff. My mom went to bed and absolutely distraught, but dreamt that the woman who originally lived in the house was standing out back, pointing at the ground, saying, dig, come dig. 
I didn't build us a bad house. When my mom woke up at 4 a.m., she put overalls on over her nightgown, got a flashlight, and started to dig. What she found was an old concrete French drain system from when the house (gasps) was originally built. You're shitting me. (laughs) She dug it out over the the next week and didn't have to pay a dime to have the issue fixed. (gasps) Ah, imagine all of the... All of the pain and money spent that people spent all the time fixing foundations and all of these things in their house. And if only, if only the owners of the original homes cared enough to just come forth and give them the magical answer right there beneath them. Yes. That is amazing. And also her mom is incredibly perceptive and in tune with the paranormal. Like she's fully seeing people, getting messages, right. talking to them, both in dreams and awake. This is a, I also just love this is a gift. It's such a gift, but it also is just speaking of good-willed ghosts. Like this spirit, this woman who built the house was like, no, 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 no. I built a very, very good house. I thought of everything. It's here. It's just you don't know it. And she was like, it was almost a pride thing, right? Of like, yeah, I didn't make a mistake here. I didn't build us a bat. Like how she said, I didn't build us a bad house. Like it's my house just as much as it's yours. It's all of our house. Whoever lives here, it's our house. It's our house. I didn't build us a bad house. It does make me curious about previous owners too. Like, cause at some point someone had to have blocked off that drain and who, who, or maybe it just, why over time wasn't maintained and they didn't know about it because it was, they didn't know the lake thing existed until they were remodeling. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Yeah. Mandy says, that's all I'm going to tell for now. I'm a real estate agent and have plans to write you about all of the ghostly encounters I have when showing houses. So keep your eyes peeled for that one. In the meantime, keep doing what you're doing because it brings me so much joy and makes my workouts more fun. Catch you on the other side. Wow. Also, I'm just thinking like that chair, the floral chair that was brought in before the woman showed herself next to the bed. They said that it matched the room so perfectly. And so I'm wondering like, was the pattern an exact match to something else? Like, could this have been a broken set that somehow was connected again? And that's what triggered this woman's appearance. Interesting. You know, because people like collect teapots and, and stuff like that. Where yeah. it's like, you, there's like multiple pieces and you have to hunt for all the, the various pieces and sets. Maybe. It, it Well, it sounds like it was a little kid. And I think it's very fascinating. The kid clearly was like enthralled by this glass. Mm-hmm. And I om- and it's it's interesting to me that the spirit was able to bring it down from a high place, put it down onto the glass stovetop. The glass is totally fine, but the entire stovetop is shattered. Yeah. Like, energy-wise, I wonder how that happens. I know. Ooh, maybe the ghost kid stood on top of the stove to get the glass, and so the stovetop broke because of that. The weight of him. You know, it's interesting. They have one spirit who's helping them save money and another spirit who's causing damage to the home and costing them money. (laughs) Uh I don't know. Oh, man. I will say overall, I mean, minus the the dream that Mandy's mom had, which is super creepy, and I don't understand what the intention or desire of the spirit was. Most of the spirits Mm -hmm. in this house are really, really lovely, and you can, I mean, you can live with them peacefully and in harmony. Yeah, that's true. They just, their presence is so, the encounters are so prolonged. Like, it's not just a glimpse of someone or a knock in the corner. 
It is like full conversations or seeing someone and like it's it's you can live with them, but I feel like it's still pretty startling and scary <laughs> at times. Yes. Because yes. it's not like you just look and they're going to disappear. Like you could look and they could just be standing there trying to talk to you for five minutes is what it kind of sounds like. These. Ghosts yeah, that's true. Are like, yes. All right. I have one to end us on. It is called the time a force slash ghost saved my life in Europe. Mm. Hello, ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were trying to say ghostesses. Or go- I don't know, but I also like ghosts. I also like ghosts. It's to all. Yeah. It's to everybody. Living and dead. Living and dead. When I was nine years old, my mom got married and we moved to Hungary, Budapest because of her now husband's job. As soon as we landed in Budapest, I felt different. Oh. I felt weird. It was hard to comprehend since I'd never felt that way before. It was as if now I could feel everything and everyone around me. It was overwhelming as heck. I thought it was maybe the fact that we just moved thousands of miles away from home and were basically alone in a new city. I remember my mom taking us to museums and art galleries and anywhere touristy. It was really interesting and beautiful, but my feelings kept growing stronger the more that I got to know about the city and its history. I remember more specifically the time that my mom took me and my sister to a museum where they explained the story of the Holocaust and all of the bad things that Hitler did to the Jews and their families. As I listened to the stories and walked around the museum, which had many actual artifacts from the time, including boots and gloves made out of people's skin, videos showing how they had dumped the bodies and background voices and sounds of the now deceased innocent people. I couldn't help but to feel their sadness, Hmm. their pain, their desperation and agony. It was as if I was there with them and I was going through it with them. Um. I cannot even begin to explain what I felt, especially because I'd never felt so connected to anything or anyone like (gasps) that before. Past life. Feels like it, past life coming through, all these memories, all these feelings. And that's why it like all was triggered once they got to. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Months went by and my feelings kept evolving. I would walk into places and immediately feel the vibe. I could touch the outside of a building and feel if bad things had happened there. Oh my gosh. And just by looking at someone, I could tell if they were sad. Oh. This also made it impossible for me to sleep. I remember one night I was so scared and so sad that I started screaming that I was going to go crazy if we didn't leave this place. It was hard because the place that we lived at had a really, really bad vibe, and I was the only one that seemed to experience it. My sister, my mom, my stepdad had no problem sleeping whatsoever. So yeah, it sucked for me. A couple of days after my mental breakdown, we decided to go out as a family and have a nice day on the town. I can't recall exactly what we did that day, but I will never forget what happened after our day out. We were standing in front of a building and my mom was talking to my stepdad about where we should go eat. And my sister was distracted looking at the building that we were standing in front of. And I was just standing there looking around and waiting. Mind you, we were standing right on a small cemented median strip for some reason. And I started to get a bit anxious. And when that happens, I tend to move back and forth. As I'm moving my feet back and forth, I accidentally stepped a little bit off the median and almost fell back. And right as I was about to fall back, a car, which was going maybe about 45 miles per hour, passed right by me. As I was about to fall and probably get killed by this car, 
I felt a force hold onto my arms, pulling me forward, sort of holding me in place so that I wouldn't fall back. Oh my gosh. My mom and stepdad didn't even realize what had happened until after the car passed. They were furious and waited for the car to come back around. They kicked it and yelled at the man driving that he could have killed me, plus some more bad words. And the man drove away scared and I just stood there, still in shock, thinking about what could have happened and what helped me in that moment. Yeah. Whatever it was that helped me that day stayed with me for a while. I could feel a sense of peace a little bit more and I felt more emotionally stable. We moved a couple of months after that incident back to our hometown and I've been able to sense things and places ever since. I'm not sure when I changed or if I was always able to sense this type of thing. And by moving away and being so vulnerable, this somehow helped me develop them. What I do know for a fact is that I will always thank whatever that force was for saving my life that day and for making things a little better for me. Hmm. Not all energies are bad. And sometimes being sensitive to things might help you one day. You never know. It might just save your life. I have a lot more stories. Some not so positive, but equally interesting. Let me know if you want to hear them. We absolutely do. Stay ghosty and positive. Love ya, Davina. Okay, I have so many theories. One, mm. okay, first one is perhaps Davina in a past life lived in Hungary and experienced all these traumas that she was so emotionally moved by when going to museums and stepping foot in the city. Mm-hmm. Or two, perhaps the emotional and traumatic energy and residual energy that has left be- been left behind in Budapest perhaps opened up Davina to what was always there, like a spiritual connection. Yeah. Yeah, because it kept getting stronger and stronger, right? right? Like it wasn't just that Davina moved to Budapest and was overwhelmed by the presence and the feeling of the the darker histories and the tragedies that happened. It was evolving. It was developing. Right. Like it continued. The that she was there. And after moving out of there, it continued. Like, it's not like it went away mm-hmm. when Davina and her family moved. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it does seem like there was just something that was triggered from being there. I, I'm really curious now if Davina did an astrocartography reading or just mm-hmm. like put her information in a chart, what it would say about Budapest. I wonder if one of the lines that connects more to a past life is there or if there is a particular line that has to do with your like openness and intuition that that maybe runs through there. And so that's where it gets unlocked. That's where it gets developed. And Davina just happens to have gone there. Has all the answers to our lives. It does. And for the spirit to save Davina, like how fortunate it actually reminds me, and this is I know a story we read on the podcast, um, my gosh, so many years ago, but someone was studying abroad in I think it was Spain and very similarly almost got hit by a car and like felt pushed out of the way and saved. Mm. Those helpful I ghosts mean, are so in Europe. Many. If you want to get saved by a ghost, I guess you gotta go travel to Europe. Travel to Europe. Travel to Europe. No. I mean, it just is incredible, too. Like, the fact that she was leaning over and was literally falling into this car that was going 45 miles an hour, and then Davina felt something. It's, it reminds me of, like, when a toddler is about to face plant and, like, the parent <laughs> grabs their jacket or whatever. It's just yes. kind of, like, holding them up almost by their neck yeah. like backwards. That's what I was picturing happening. Yes, totally. 
And it does sound like whatever it was that stayed with her for a while and moved back to their hometown with her wasn't a spirit necessarily that lived there in Budapest. It sounds right. like it was a guardian that now just let itself be a little bit more known. And especially given right. that Davina was feeling so much darkness and so much and vulnerability. energy around her that she yeah. hadn't felt before. Like it maybe the spirit, maybe this guidance whoever this was, just knew that it needed to kind of put a little protective bubble around her for a while. Or she'd already seen and felt what she needed to. Was the spirit someone that Davina picked up in Hungary that perhaps the spirit saw the opportunity to step in and save someone and then in doing so fulfilled their own prophecy of becoming a spirit guide? Oh, Maybe that's how spirit guides are created. You have to just do... Jump in and save. Good will. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't even really make sense. But you have to be... Yeah. You have to do... Good. Good. So selflessly. And like put yourself in danger even as a spirit. You just have to like do it without selfish motives. And then you get promoted to spirit guide. Promotions. Spiritual guide promotions. Also, Mm -hmm. how do you... It level up. It doesn't even look like you're wearing headphones. Mine, I feel like my they like take over my head. (laughs) Yeah, but you have a little head and I have a huge one. Remember, I'm like a brat stall and you're a Barbie. (laughs) That's the difference here. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh man. Well, if you have thrifted, um, spirits or if you know any spirits that have good will or have saved you. Please email us your, or actually, if you have any paranormal encounters or cryptid encounters, anything at all, please email them to us at two girls, one podcast at gmail.com. Follow along for all of the exciting things that we're coming up with, which is basically a million ideas an episode, and potentially one or two of them will come to fruition by the end of the year. That kind of thing. We're manifesting. We are. We're going to do a live show at a cemetery because that sounds fun. And, that does sound fun. Um, yeah. Email us. Follow us on social media. Join our Patreon. Join the Pyramid Scheme. Join the Triangle. Tell all of your friends about the podcast. And mm-hmm. word of mouth is very, very important. And also share us on social media. Like, Just be like, hey, this is my fave podcast. Or hey, these girls talk a lot. Does I don't know. It doesn't have to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to say whether it's good or bad. You just have to say, here's a podcast. Here's a podcast. <laughs> period. Yes. Um, Done. Rate and view us on iTunes and watch us on YouTube. Come look at us and and how we have chameleoned into our couches. Peanut butter and sugar. (laughs) These are our stripper names now. PB and Shugs take on the stage. Wow. For a show unlike any cemeteries seen before. Two girls. It's one ghost. (laughs) It's very applicable that we have sexy names for our podcast. Yeah, it is. Now now you guys know what that is. We've named Sven. Maybe it's it's less sexy than our our ghost would like. Sven is pretty sexy. I imagine like Sven has like a Russian accent and he like kind of has mystery behind his eyes, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What do you picture Sven wearing? Like a long trench coat. Everybody pictures Sven. (laughs) He's Inspector Gadget now. He opens it up and he's like, what kind of Twizzler do you want? He's got That's spoons. That's why he's in the trench coat. He's got spoons for peanut butter. <laughs> spoons. A whole plethora. <laughs> Small spoons, big spoons, sporks, whatever you would like. Metal, plastic. 
Ah. He'll just like use his own fingers and spoon it into my oh. mouth for me. That's romance. It's like the woman putting her hand into a ghost's mouth. Yeah. Sven is putting Sometimes his hands scary. into humans' mouths. Sometimes it's just disturbing. Sometimes. So you decide what this one is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you to all of you. Thank you to our editors at Fire yes. Digital. And we will see you on Sunday. And also see, see you, you on the... the- other side. I thought you were going to do the see you on the other side without me. And I was like, whoa, the see you on the sun- oh. on Sunday. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> Bye, Sabrina. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>